Take your Bibles and turn with me this morning to Matthew chapter 11. Matthew chapter 11. Matthew chapter 11. If you would please stand for the reign of God's Word if you're able to this morning. Matthew chapter 11. And we'll just read three verses here. Matthew chapter 11. We'll begin reading verse 28. Very familiar portion of Scripture for you. It says, Come unto me, all ye that, are la that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. I'd like to preach a message I've titled, Are You Weighted Down? Let's pray. Lord, we come to you this morning. We thank you so much for being able to be here today. Lord, we pray for those who are unable. Lord, we have several missing today that are sick. And Unable to be here, I pray you be with them and encourage them, Lord. Many are probably watching by live stream. Lord, I pray that you would just touch their bodies, raise them up. We thank you for those who have been sick and are back, Lord, and today. And pray that you'd encourage them and strengthen them also. But Lord, this morning I pray that you'd speak to our hearts, draw us near unto you. Many people are weighted down, weighted down with the cares of this world, the struggles. And Father, I pray now that you would help us, and Lord, that we might understand how that load can be lifted. And may you be glorified, may you be lifted up and exalted. Lord, we thank you for the one that received Christ as their Savior already this morning. And Lord, I pray that you'd help her to grow in you. Lord, I pray that you'd be with others, Lord, who may not know Jesus Christ as their Savior. Lord, if they to die today, they don't know they'd go to heaven. Lord, I pray that you would help them to turn their hearts and lives over to you, that that weight might be lifted also. We thank you and we love you, Lord. May you be glorified, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. You be seated. In verse 28, he says, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. You know, we live in a day that many uh, heavy burdens are on people's lives. A lot of people are struggling with economic woes, with, with health issues, with political unrest, with the stress of work, and on goes the list. You can just keep adding to that list. I mean, there's just a lot of things that are weighting people down. I mean, you go to the grocery store and you, stuff that you used to buy for a dollar, now it's $4, $5 or whatever, and you, you get stressed out just going to the grocery store. You go to the gas station and pump the fuel and you, you roll up and you, you know how much money you got in your pocket and you look and you stress out when you see the numbers on the thing that they went up 30 cents overnight. You uh, get the thing in the mail that says you owe this or that and they've raised the price on it and you get stressed out. You go to work and other people don't show up for whatever reason and you got to pick up their job and do their job and you got the weight of their job and you begin to get stressed out. The neighbor lets his dog over and tears up your yard and, and uh, kills your cat. Well, that's not, I mean, anyway, and you stress out, you got a heavy load on you because of the different things that take place. Then we look at all around us and we see people going through health issues and you name it, and all the stress and the heaviness. You turn on the TV and all the junk that's on there and, and the weight of this world. We see the sin and different things taking place. And we realize that, hey, there's a lot going on in this world and we get weighted down with it. But the greatest driver of all the weight that we carry in our lives is a spiritual weight. That affects our outlook on all matters as we face each and every day. Can I tell you something this morning? Your spiritual condition is going to affect how you handle stress tomorrow. Amen. Your spiritual walk with God is going to make a difference in how you look at when you go to the doctor and he says this or that's wrong. 
your walk with the Lord is going to make a difference in when those bills come rolling in or you see something happening at work. It's going to make a difference in your life. And one of the things that we don't really stop and realize is that our, the spiritual man is so important that we need to make sure that we keep the spiritual man where he is supposed to be and to walk with the Lord each and every day. In this portion of Scripture here, the Lord's addressing probably the greatest of all creators of stress and weights, and that's, that pulls us down, and that's sin. Sin in the absence of the Lord in our daily lives. If you was to back up into, in verse 20 there, Jesus scolds the, those of Chorazin and Bethsaida and Capernaum for their unbelief and rejection of him. In verse 20 says, And then he began to upbraid the cities wherein most of his mighty works were done, because they repented not. Woe unto thee, Chorazin, woe unto thee, Bethsaida, for if the mighty works which were done in you had been done in Tyre and Sidon, they would have repented long ago in sackcloth and ashes. But I say unto you, it shall be more tolerable for Tyre and Sidon uh, at the day of judgment than for you. And thou, Capernaum, which are exalted unto heaven, shalt be brought down to hell. For if the mighty works which have been done in thee had been done in Sodom, it would have remained unto this day. But I say unto you that it shall be more tolerable for the land of Sodom in the day of judgment than for thee. Why? Because they had rejected the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ. They had rejected Him. They had pushed Him away out of their lives, not wanting to, to receive Him as their Savior, first of all, and those who maybe had received Him, not wanting to live for Him. Therefore, he says, wait a minute. He says, because of that, he said, there is some results of that that's going to happen in your life. He, he said, the results are going to be, their accountability is going to be greater. The weight of their sin is going to be heavier. The judgment is going to be more severe because of that. And I look around today and in people's lives, lost and saved alike, and I see them burdened down. And I'm thinking, why are, especially Christians, why are we so burdened down when we have Jesus Christ as our Savior? I'm going to tell you something. We've got a great world that we can live in when we have Jesus Christ. Hey, listen, this, this isn't bad, but it just gets better. And when you have Jesus Christ at your side, when you have Jesus Christ living within you, when you know Him as your Savior, my friend, it's just going to get better. It's not going to get worse for us. But if you don't have Jesus Christ as your Savior this morning, it's just going to get worse. We look around, we see all the difficulties and the struggles. People who, who don't realize that the answer is Jesus Christ in their lives. Many are those of our day that have rejected the gospel, rejected Jesus Christ even in their tragedies of their lives. I, I'm, I'm, I'm amazed at different ones that I talk to that don't know Jesus Christ as their Savior. They've heard the gospel. And you go and talk to them. They're going through tragedy after tragedy. And you say, listen, Jesus Christ is trying to get your attention. He wants to, to be your Savior. And they reject Him and reject Him. Over and over again we see it. But what's even... Maybe even sadder is those of Christians who, though they're saved, they're weighted down with the world by rejecting to walk in the ways of the Lord with Him. You know, you can be saved and really not follow Jesus Christ with your life. We're living day and time, I'll tell you something, listen to me. We're living in a day and time when Christians, they, they, they're backing away from living and walking with the Lord Jesus Christ. And there's going to be a great tragedy in, that's going to bring about the fact that you're going to lose your family members and you're going to lose your friends one day because you didn't live and walk for Jesus Christ. Amen. And then we'll stand in judgment. You go over to Jeremiah. 
And you'll find that we will be, their blood will be, will be required at our hands because we didn't live and walk for the Lord Jesus Christ. It's about time that Christians live like a Christian's supposed to live. Amen. It's a time for Christians to walk as Christians are supposed to walk and do what Christians are supposed to, to do and, and tell others about Jesus Christ and magnify Him with their lives. Amen. We're living in the last days. We don't have a whole lot of time. And we've got to get the gospel out and we've got to reach our families. We've got to reach our friends and we've got to reach those, our co-workers and those around us. And it can't be done by not living for the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, we find here that Jesus extended an invitation after he had rebuked Bethsaida and Chorazin and, and, and those that had, had rejected him. We find that he changes a little bit of his tone here. and He comes down and he offers an invitation. He extends an invitation, an amazing rest is what he's extending to them. Look at verse 28, it says Matthew eleven twenty-eight. there. He says, come unto me, come unto me. All ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. The world and even religion says you need to do, you need to do, you need to do, you need to do, you need to do. You got to do this, you got to do that, you got to do this, you got to do that, you got to do this, you got to do that, you got to do this. Religion says you got to do this. You got to keep on doing all these things if you want peace. If you want joy, you got to keep doing the things. If you want, if you want to go to heaven, you got to keep doing those things. People are doing and yet they're loaded down with the, the do's and the do's and the do's and the do's and tied to self and the things of this world and tied to sin. And there's no peace and there's no rest. You can look at people's faces. They have to take a, a pill so they can sleep at night. Then they got to take another one in the morning to get them up and wake them up, get them going. Then they got to take another one to calm them down when they get back from work. Or maybe through the day. And there's no rest in their soul. And the fact of the need is today is we need to get a, a pill. We do need to take a pill. Say, preacher. Yeah, it's called the gospel. Amen. We need the Lord Jesus Christ is what we need. Amen. People are doing and trying to find peace and joy and rest within themselves. And yet they become even more burdened and loaded down. The more they do, the more the burden. The more they try the more the burden. The heavier it gets, no real rest, no real peace, no real joy. Notice that life has its labor. Everyone wants to understand that life has labor to it. Life is not just a, a, a free shot, well, maybe for some, but uh, it, it, life it has its labor. We have, you know, you have to work. There's things you got to do, and there's a the labor of it, the struggles of it. And people are trying to find relief in the alcohol, the drugs, the relationships, the things, and the entertainment. And, and if they have to labor more and more to be able to buy all that. It's a vicious cycle and it keeps going on and the weight gets heavier and heavier and heavier and heavier. We were talking the other night, I think it was the other night, something like that, you know. Uh, we were talking about how simple things used to be a little bit. How that neighbors would just be driving by the house and they'd stop and you'd bite them in. You, or maybe you'd be sitting out in the yard and you'd visit. You might pop some popcorn or you might uh, uh, cook some hot dogs or something like that. And just a real simple time, sit down and enjoy it. Maybe in the summertime, be sitting outside and, and have the radio on, listen to the Cardinals playing baseball, amen? And, and, and you didn't listen to the Royals, you listened to the Cardinals. <clears throat> you say, preacher, you shouldn't say that. Well, I'm from southern Missouri. I'm a Cardinal fan, amen? 
and and the rest of you'll get right one of these days and you'll you'll follow cardinal. But anyway, <coughs> the fact is is that that fly needs to die. That's what the fact is. <laughs> what is needed today is we was talking about how that is a little bit simpler life and people enjoyed one another and they had time for one another. And there was a time when we would sit down and visit about things, but now anymore, a lot of people don't even know their next door neighbor. We're so busy doing things to try to, to fill our lives, looking for some peace and looking for some rest. You find it fewer and fewer that really can hear, can say is what we hear the, the psalmist says in Psalms 118.24, this is the day which the Lord hath made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Isn't it amazing that people, they're not happy with today, they want tomorrow. They think that tomorrow will be better than today, and when they get tomorrow, they, they're they don't want to that, that day, they want the next one. They think that the next day is going to be better, and they're not enjoying the day that the Lord has given them. My friend, today is the only day you've got. Right. But when you're loaded down with, with, with pressure and stress from whatever it is, whether it be health or whether it be finances or, or whatever the struggles are that you're facing, when, when you're loaded down with that, you're just looking for some relief. And you think that maybe tomorrow will take care of it. A lot of people today, they live for the weekend, not to go to church, but to drink and to party. And their load gets heavier and heavier, and they look for another weekend. But Jesus says, come. He doesn't say, come to the lake. He doesn't say, come to the ball game. He doesn't say, come to the bank. He doesn't say, come to the department store. He doesn't say, come to religion. He doesn't say, come to the things that, that you can accumulate. But he says, come unto me. Come unto me. He's the one that we're to come to. He's the one. He will, and notice that he will sell us rest. Doesn't say that, does it? He will loan us rest. It doesn't say that. It, it, he will allow us to work for that rest. Doesn't say that. He says, I will give. Let me say that. I will give. Say it with me. I will give you rest. I don't know about you, but I like free stuff. I like free stuff, especially when it comes from God, because He always gives the good stuff. All right, you go someplace, you know, you get the freebies. You go to McDonald's, you get the freebies. There's a little plastic toys and everything, and uh, I don't care for those. But the fact is, is that the free gift that God gives us is amazing. The heaviest load that you can carry is the one of a lost soul without Jesus Christ. Not knowing where you'll spend eternity. I'm amazed at how many people today that I talk to that you sit down with them and they don't know where they're going to spend eternity. And here's, their, here's what they generally want to do. They don't want to talk about it. They don't want to think about it. And they think if they, don't, if they don't deal with it, then they won't have to face it one day. But can I tell you something that the, one of the, the, the most prosperous, booming businesses is the funeral business. Because you're going to die unless the Lord comes back. I'm looking for the upper taker, not the undertaker. 
And I want, I'm, I want to go out in the rapture. You say, why, preach? Because I don't like the process of death. Amen? But yet everybody's going to die or else they're going to come be raptured out. We'll all face the Lord one day. The Bible says that we'll give an account of what we've done in this body, whether it be good or whether it be evil. And all those weights that we carried will be answered for. You see, the burden of sin was lifted at Calvary when Jesus died for all who would receive him as their Savior. But until you come to him, until you receive him as your Savior, then you carry the weight of sin. What a blessing it was, a young lady come up for services and she'd accept Christ as Savior. The weight's gone. The load is lifted for that eternity. I'm talking about this one of knowing where you're going to spend eternity. If you used to die right now, put every thought out of your head right now. If you don't get anything else, I want you to think about this just for a second. If you died right now, right now, where would you be? You're going to be in one of two places, either heaven or hell. There's no in-between to be prayed out of or to be paid out of. And you're going to make a choice in your life of which one's going to be. Jesus Christ went to the cross and made it possible to lift that load. He died in your place. The Bible says that we're all sinners, that without Christ we'll die and go to a lake of fire. It says, for the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. So we can have eternal life. We can have that load, that, that sin load, that, that, that lost soul. We can have it lifted and we can have eternal life. That load can be lifted and have a peace in our hearts and lives. I remember before I got saved, I remember laying uh, awake at night. As a, I was a teenager. I was a sophomore in high school. And I can remember that time, that conviction in my heart and life as God was dealing with my soul. And I knew that I was lost. I knew if I died, I'd go to a devil's hell. And I can remember laying there awake at night. We lived in a mobile home out in the country in a big old maple tree at the end of the trailer where I slept and I can remember in the storms the limbs kind of slapping that thing and I remember laying there at night thinking if that tree comes crashing down across this mobile home and I die I'm going to hell but in the middle of May 1975 on Wednesday night I got saved I got saved and you know what? There was a load, a weight that was lifted. That doesn't mean I haven't had weights and loads since then. But that particular weight, that particular load was lifted and it has never come back. Amen. Knowing that Jesus Christ is my Savior. Knowing that if I died that I would step over into eternity with Jesus Christ in heaven. To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Romans chapter 5 and verse 1 says, Therefore being justified by faith. Faith in what? Putting your faith and trust in Jesus Christ as your Savior. We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Peace. A real peace. I can pillow my head. You can ask my wife. And I usually tell somebody if I'm going to go, if we're staying in a motel room together, I said, you got five minutes. I say, what? I said, in five minutes I will be out and I will be snoring. And you can ask my wife. That's right. 
I took some guys down to, to, to a, 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 a school uh, competition. We had about six of them in the rooms there. And I, I stayed in one of the rooms with them. And I told them, I said, boys, you got five minutes. They laughed and thought it was funny. I went to bed. I went to sleep. I started snoring. And they, it, they said it was like 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning before they went to sleep. <laughs> the next night I went, walked in the room. They was already in bed. <laughs> Why? There's a peace. There's a peace. And my friend this morning, do you have that peace or are you loaded down without a hope of eternal hope of salvation? You can have peace with God, which gives rest. There's a rest that goes even deeper for those who receive Christ as their Savior. To be honest with you, many Christians are missing that today. They're saved. They're on their way to heaven. They don't have that load, but they're loaded down with other things. No, sir, in verse 29 says, Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. For I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. You'll find rest unto your souls. He said, listen, there's a rest that I want to give you that goes even farther than, 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 and deeper than the rest that I gave you when you received me as your Savior. When, when, when we come to Christ by faith, uh, He gives us a rest. When we, when we take His yoke and, and, and learn of Him, we find an even greater rest in our lives. To live for Him, that deeper rest of surrender and obedience unto Him. To follow Him and just have the peace of God. You say, well, preacher, I don't understand. Well, let me explain it like this. Um, Levi, you're on the end. You come over here. Now, I want you to be real honest. Are you ever afraid that you will not be Brian Auger's son? Nope. Mm -mm. Okay. Why? Because I know he's my dad. Because you know he's dad. You've, you were born into the family, right? Okay. So there's a peace about that. You don't have to worry about it, right? Okay. That's the way it is with a Christian. Once you receive Jesus Christ, your Savior, you don't have to worry about that. Okay. Uh, you're in the family. But if you disobey dad, does it bother you? Yeah. Why? Because I'm nervous. Huh? Because I'm nervous. Because you're nervous. I'd be nervous too. <laughs> Especially he says, let's go up on the roof and do some roofing. <laughs> and if the roof don't need to be roofed, and he may be taking you up there getting ready to throw you off the roof. I, <laughs> you see, but if everything, is there time, has there ever been any times in your life that you was a little bit nervous to be around dad? That there's unrest? Maybe because you hadn't done what you're supposed to do? What about when everything's going good? You like being around him? Yeah. You can be honest. <laughs> Thank you. You can sit down. You know what? My dad and I fished. We enjoyed one another. He's my dad. He loved me. I loved him. But there were some times that there was an unrest in my heart in life. Like when I had done wrong at school and got four swats. And dad's rule was if you get swats at school, it wasn't he's going to go up and argue with the teacher. No, you get twice as many when you come home. Yeah. Yeah. Boy, we ought to get back to that. Yeah. Yeah. Preacher, that's abuse. No, I'm going to tell you what abuse is. is when you let them 
rule and reign and do what they want to do. That's another message. We won't get into it. But I remember laying there that night and I got four swats for flying airplanes, paper airplanes in the classroom. The teacher told us, don't be flying them. And we was laying them on the lights up there. They hung down and, and all that stuff. I'm going to get the whole, whole story. And I got four swats for it. They had open house. Kids didn't come. Parents went. They picked up the papers, had conference with the teachers and everything. I was laying in front of the TV on the floor doing my homework like a good little student. <laughs> Actually watching TV. And they come home and all of a sudden I felt this leg swing over the top of me. And I heard a boy. <laughs> my dad never calls me boy. <laughs> Do you like to fly airplanes? And there was an unrest came into my heart and life real fast. <laughs> Why? Because I knew I'd done wrong. I thought I had it hid. Everything was good until I found out he knew. And the unrest set in. When we don't walk with the Lord, when we don't live for the Lord as a Christian, there's an unrest. Why? Because he knows how we're walking, how we're living. And you're not, there's that unrest and we can, we can play games and, and try to hide it, but we will never hide it from him. He knows all. He, he hears all. He sees all. He's an omniscient God. And because of that, uh, there's an unrest that settles into our souls. And, and my friend, understand this, that we can't have that deeper uh, rest and peace until everything is right and we're following the Lord. You see, the first rest is the peace with God. When we receive Christ as our Savior, we, we read it there, therefore being justified by faith, you have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. That's salvation. But the second is the peace of God. Before you had the peace with God, you made peace with God when you received Christ as your Savior. But after that, it's to have the peace of God in your life. We find that over in Philippians chapter 4, begin verse 6 and 7. Read verse 6 and 7 says, Be careful for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. It's the peace of God to take you. That yoke upon you is to follow and to submit unto the Lord. Yet he is in that yoke with us. We need to allow him to let him lead us. You will find that when they're training any animal that is yoked with another animal, they will take a seasoned animal whether it be an oxen or whether it be a donkey or whatever it might be that's going to pull in that yoke. And they will take a seasoned one that knows how to lead and what to do and has been pulling that, whatever they're pulling for a long time. And they will take that young one and they will stick them in the same yoke with them. Why? To train them, to lead them, to guide them. Really what they're doing is they're carrying the load. And when we get in that yoke with Jesus Christ, really what's happening is we're not carrying the load. He's guiding us. He's leading us. And to be honest with you, He's carrying the load Amen. for us. Amen. But we're yoked together, preacher. I understand. But He knows the next step. 
He knows what tomorrow holds. He knows how the situation is going to turn out. He knows how to meet the needs. He knows what we need in our lives. To take that yoke upon us is to follow Him, to submit to Him. Luke chapter 9 verse 23 says, And He said unto them, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. That's getting in that yoke with Him, that place of rest. But many Christians have no peace and no satisfying rest because they're following after the world. They're not, they slip out of that yoke uh, uh, from being yoked with the Lord and, and they're saved, but they're slipping out of it and they're just not allowing Him to carry the load anymore. And when I say that, they're not allowing Him to lead and guide their direction and they go a different direction. They begin to follow after the world and the things that they want in this world. And then the, the load begins to lay on top of them because they're disobeying our, our, our Lord and Savior and they're doing their own thing. And so now they're having to be burdened down with all the cares of this world. And the load is getting heavier and heavier on them. Why is it we find so many Christians that quit, quit church? Because they got out of the yoke. Why we find so many Christians that are discouraged? Because they got out of the yoke. Why we find so many Christians who, who no longer have a prayer life and, and, and get in the Word of God like they used to? Because they got out of the yoke. Why is it that we find so many Christians that they look like, like they're miserable? Because they got out of the yoke. Some of the happiest people that you will ever face in your life is Christians who are yoked up with the Lord, following Him, walking with Him, allowing Him to take the load and carry and just being with Him, allowing Him to guide and direct our lives day in and day out. So many think if I get in that yoke and under, under that, I, then I've got to do this, and I've got to do that, I've got to do this, I've got to do that, I've got to do this, I've got to do No, my friend. He says, come unto me and I will give you rest. It's no longer the doing because he's already done the doing. Yes, there's a way to live. But it's no problem. In fact, what a great opportunity to have that load lifted in our lives, to have those burdens taken away. They become burdened down and heavily laden with the things of this life. In both cases... It's the choice that you make. There, verse 28, he says, come unto me. Verse 29, he says, take my yoke upon you and learn of me. These are the choices that you're, that you're in control of. You have a say. Will you come unto him? That's up to you. He's not going to force himself upon you. But it's up to you whether you will receive him as your savior. And then there's a choice. Will you, will you yoke up with him? Will you follow him? Will you allow him to, to take uh, control? Of will you learn of him? And in that learning process, you're in that yoke and you're learning of him and you're growing in him spiritually and, and you're learning more about him. And can I tell you, the, the more you learn, the, the closer you want to stay and, and the more you want to get near him and the more you want to stay in the yoke, the more that you learn of him. What a Savior, what a mighty God we have Amen. who cares for us and loves us beyond any comprehension. The one who chooses not to come unto the Lord will die and spend eternity in the lake of fire by their choice. You say, preacher, how could a loving God send anybody to hell? He doesn't. You make a choice. 
He's done everything He can to keep you from going there. But it's your choice. But likewise, for the Christian, you can be saved and not take the yoke upon you that Jesus has offered in order that you might have that complete rest. To take His yoke upon you is to submit to Christ and His yoke. Many are fearful of the yoke of Christ, thinking that it will be heavy, a heavier yoke and, and a heavy burden. But it's not. It's lighter. John 5, 1 John 5 verse 3 says, For this is the love of God, that we keep His commandments. See there, preacher? See how heavy it's going to be to keep His commandments? Wait a minute. And His commandments are not grievous. They're not hard. His yoke unburdens our burdens. Verse 30 says, For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. His yoke actually lifts our load and our burden. That which He asks of us is not a burden, but really just a reasonable service. He tells us over in Romans chapter 12, verse 1 2, I beseech thee therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice. He didn't ask you to die. He said, a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be you transformed by the renewing of your mind that you might prove was that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. He said, it's only reasonable that after I save you, that you'd want to live with me and for me. It's only reasonable that you would want to follow me and take uh, and take uh, 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 get into that yoke with me because my burdens are light. His yoke places us in service with Him. A yoke brings us into tandem with Christ in our lives and Christ in us and us in Christ for the work that He desires for us to do. He's there with us at all times. He said, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. He means I'm going to be there for you. At all times, we find great rest and peace as we yoke up with the Lord in our lives daily, living for Him according to His yoke. But in closing, be cautious. Be cautious. Christian, listen to me. Be cautious because there is another yoke out there. Satan does not want you to yoke up with the Lord before you're saved and even after you're saved. So he seeks to get you to yoke up with someone or something else that he might control your life. We find over in 2 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 14, he says, Be not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness? And what communion hath light with darkness? And what concord hath Christ with Belial? Or what part hath he that believeth with an infidel? And what agreement hath the temple of God with idols? And for what the temple of, for, for ye are the temple of the living God, as God has said, I will dwell in them and walk in them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Wherefore come out from among them, and be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and I'll receive you, and will be a father unto you, and you shall be my sons and daughters, saith the Lord Almighty. He says, Be careful. Because when you're not in that yoke, can I put it to you this way? Christian, if you're not in that yoke with the Lord Jesus Christ, you're in another yoke. No, preacher, I just don't have a yoke on me. No, you're in another yoke. 
And Satan will try to load you down and to get you to fall under that burden. Preacher, what we do? Find a place at this altar. He said, come unto me. Christian, you feeling loaded down? Stressed? Got a lot of things seem like it's loading up on you. You can't handle it. Seem like you just can't get no relief and no, no rest. He says, come unto me. Didn't say go to the psychiatrist. Didn't say go to, to the medicine cabinet. He didn't say all those things. He said, come unto me. And I will give you rest. Lost person this morning. If you're not saved, you got a load that's beyond comprehension. And that is that you're going to die. And you're going to drop off into a lake of fire. Preacher, I go to church. You're going to die. And you're going to drop off into a lake of fire. Preacher, I've been baptized. You're going to die. And you're going to drop off into a lake of fire. Preacher, I'm a good person. You're going to die. And you're going to drop off into a lake of fire. But preacher, I'm good to other people. You're going to die. And you're going to drop off into a lake of fire. Until you come to him and receive him as your personal Savior. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confessions made unto salvation. It's with the heart, not the head. A commitment to him to receive him as your Savior with the heart. Preacher, but I'm trying. He said, come. Quit doing and come and receive him today. I'll do that one of these days, preacher. Your load will get heavier, and one day you'll fall under the load, and you'll never get back up. He said, today's the day of salvation. Harden not your hearts as in the provocation. Today. Let's bow. Father, we thank you. We love you for the mercies of God. For so great a salvation. For being there to lift that load. To care for us. Lord, you've invited us to come to bring our burden to you. Lord, there's Christians here who need to come this morning. They just need to find a place here and come. And let you have that. Slide back into that yoke and get near to you. And then no doubt, Lord, a crowd this size, there's probably folks that don't know Jesus Christ their Savior. If they died right now, they wouldn't go to heaven. Lord, I pray that they'd come during this invitation. Let us take a Bible, show them how to be saved. Get that burden lifted. Get that load lifted before it's eternally too late. Have your own way, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Would you stand?